Hell in the Shadow. Podcast in the Shadows. Blit. Doing the damn thing. WWE. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, Sacramento, in my opinion, uh, wore themselves out early just because of all the excitement that was taking place early on in the show with the matches that were promoted. The WWE Universe has uh, quite the opinion regarding this show. And, um, yeah, I'm going to say that it's important that you listen to what I'm sharing with you guys about this stuff from an advocacy standpoint to not be so in your feelings about this television product. This is a marathon, not a sprint. You're not going to get everything that you think you want so fast because as we've seen with former champions that have gotten championships, it's what happened to them? What happened to their little title run? They had the title, but oh, but I forgot. Who's the champion? If you can uh, just take time and go with the flow of the product from week to week, then you start to realize, as this is basically a company that holds the title of longest reigning and second longest reigning weekly episodic television programs in the history of TV. I'm just going to call it like that. It's not, it's not daily television, it's weekly television. Now you go ahead and find me something different and uh, respond to me in a message or reply in the comments somewhere, I'll find you. But um, it, these guys have shows that are going each and every week. These, sh- this, this, this isn't going anywhere. So knowing that, they're not just gonna throw every single thing at the wall that they can because then what you've got plans and months of storylines that are already in the works and of course things change all the time the card is subject to change sometimes things change on a whim but ultimately the overall point is believe it or not these guys do have months of storyline planned in advance and with all of the things that do change they're still geared towards certain storylines that are going to take place but maybe just have superstars swapped out due to injury or you know which is always unfortunate but you know or some other you know reason you know there are a lot of things that go on you know in this sports entertainment industry in the wrestling industry whatever you feel like calling it so the reception I'm seeing from the crowd, I mean, I guess it's something that uh, WWE can, you know, take into account, you know, and just move forward with, you know, I guess the proper changes for those that they see uh, fit to listen to. But as far as, uh, you know, just going with a show, going with in-ring entertainment, come on, it's good stuff. I notice a lot of a lot of complaints about one thing and then it's still going to be complaints about the change that's made so whatever anyway hell in a cell was <laughs> it was a great show in ring and some of it was thrown together some of it was a little a little odd to you know not have these matches built to it but at the same time i mean hey why not just if you already paid for your ticket if you're gonna show up if you've already got your network subscription (laughs) you know then watch the show and enjoy it for what it's worth and continue to watch how these characters these superstars which every one of them are individuals so they're all dealt with as you know singular competitors you know you just see how their careers continue to develop oh the storylines don't make sense Blake. i don't understand all right but you don't understand how hard it is to be a wwe superstar (laughs) anyway 
But yes, let's get into the Hell in a Cell uh, event. Uh, did, didn't get to see Natty and uh, Lacey go at it. I missed that match. I was fairly upset. I was in a rush to get home. But, uh, you know, just uh, had to handle some impromptu business, which turned out to be fine and okay. And all is well, uh, hopefully. So with that, didn't get to see that match, but I know that uh, they were in there and it's led into, I'm assuming now, the final match between the two, just to see who the winner is. Like, they've had their couple of matches, they've gotten acclimated, and this is, I guess, the culmination of the storyline. Last woman standing, Monday Night Raw, tonight, USA Network. How will they follow the SmackDown uh, uh, presence with a SmackDown premiere because I tell you that was something else. Great show, but um, yeah, uh, Natty defeated Lacey Evans, and now they're gonna have the last woman standing match. Oh, we get into the main show and we see the man Becky Lynch taking on Sasha Banks, Hell in a Cell, one on one, uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, and. I, we already knew they were going to go in there and, as they say, tear the house down. But, man, they tore the complete neighborhood down. They just took the wrecking ball to everything in there. They they fought hard. They had so many highlights. The jumping kick to the chair was great. The meteora to the ladder looked so dangerous but was so safe. But, ultimately, listen, we love, we love the legends and the women of the past. These women were not putting their bodies on the line like that. I can even say even in this era or one of the more modern eras, maybe a couple of years ago when they had the first women's ladder match, you could see them trying to be, they didn't want to mess up their makeup. But so far, these girls have gotten in hell in a cell and been just, oh my goodness, they've been completely uh, throwing themselves out there like the guys taking the hits taking the bumps and Sasha and Becky I'm just I'm just proud of both of them for going in there and stealing the show in the way that they did it was a promoted match it was superstars that we all care about you know organically built I'd even say and yeah they went in there and just did the thing Becky wins with a disarmor after what was it like a pump uh, or an exploder down to a bunch of chairs that Sasha threw in the ring just because she was feeling uh, like redecorating, apparently. But man, oh man, Becky gets a lot of points on that because she took the bump to the chairs and kept on going. It was a lot of seeing like the superpowers of the WWE uh, superstars with the way some of the some of the superstars were just getting up and keeping it pushing, like you saw it on SmackDown on Fox with Shane and KO with the way they were just going from bump to bump to bump. So it was very, very good stuff to see Becky take that shot on the chairs. And uh, she established her man character a little bit more too. You know, just small things you see. She kicked the cage door at the start of the match in the Sasha. It was good, you know, like just with what they're given and what it's worth, I thought it was just small good character development spots along with others that like may slip the mind right now. But Becky taking the bump and then jumping into the disarmor uh, for the tap-out victory, it was good stuff. I mean, oh, Sasha should have won. It was her night. It's her match back. Bro, she's been in the ring a bunch of times since. But either way, I mean, I can't understand, though, this is a you know, big pay-per-view, but maybe WWE were trying to promote it to the guys that are paying attention to this monthly or, you know, what, almost bi-weekly or whatever. It's like they're, they're not, this isn't one that everyone's going crazy over. We're building toward the really, really big one, which in my opinion is Survivor Series. I've been talking for almost a year now, I think, about just how excited I am about Survivor Series. Last year, uh, Raw won six to one but um yeah all in all uh, oh Sasha should have won no Sasha did not need to win Sasha took a bunch of bumps off 
uh, with her ball and went home and I mean then continued to uh, you know practice and hone the craft which is highly respectable of course you know came back and she's been on fire I'll even go as far as to say part of the reason why I love and respect Sasha Banks the way I do in the ring is because of how she literally just throws caution to the wind but she's become more cautious but it doesn't look any less you know any less physical like she's still going in there and taking bumps but she's not reckless so that is a huge plus for Sasha in my opinion now it doesn't take away that you know she wasn't around for a little while meanwhile Becky and Charlotte you know and Bailey have been on the road and you know in the matches and doing the live shows and doing the you know events and such like that like you know the the promotional events you know like it's it's like you can't just go home and expect to get rewarded for that once you do come back oh it was a great moment it was nice to see Sasha come back it was great to see her more badass the blue hair Lord, the blue hair the blue hair Sasha did we tell you we like your blue hair just you know calling that but again she wasn't around for a while Meanwhile, we've got superstars that might feel a little bit looked over that have really been, uh, you know, a focal point of, you know, the the programming for, you know, let's say uh, in the months that they weren't in the, in the months that Sasha wasn't there. We've got the superstars that have been. So Becky picking up the victory here. I'm not mad at it. it actually solidifies her even more so as a Raw Women's Champion. You know, inaugural SmackDown Women's Champ. You know, just she continues to build the accolades. But either way, it was um, good stuff from Becky and Sasha. Um, and it was a long match, too. That Hell in a Cell, look, this is... I don't like calling out Match of the Candidates. But it was definitely... Uh, I enjoyed uh, listening... Or, pardon me, listening. I enjoyed watching uh, both of them literally leave it all out in the ring. And that, that deserves... You know, definite applause. We'll see how this continues to, you know, develop throughout the uh, weeks and leading into the next uh, pay-per-view event. But that's then. Now we are up to Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan taking on Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Tornado tag match. How enjoyable. Love a tornado tag. Haven't seen one in a long time. I mean, well, it has been super long. I think we sent it a Lucha House Party last time around. But ultimately, we had... Uh, that's one of my favorite matches just when we were playing, like, the WWE games from back in the day. You know, you don't have to go through the hassle with the tag and the tag rules with the tag rope and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was, a good, it was a good little toss in. I thought it was going to be the regular tag team match, but no. They said make it a tornado tag, and this would be something. My thing was, how are you gonna follow up whoever's next? How are you gonna follow up uh, Becky and Sasha and Hell in a Cell to open the show? Like, goddamn, the women's evolution done, you know, took, you know, it took took this show by the neck and said, this is our time, this is our moment. So Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan went out there taking a Harper and Rowan and definitely followed it up. You know, had a good match, fun match. Uh, you know, three strong dudes and one smaller strong dude that everyone loves and is super talented. You know, going in and they they had highlights, man. Big spear from Roman through the table on uh, Rowan. That was, I think, one of the highlights of the match for me. Didn't even get to catch that part. I was a little busy in the moment. But... That was one of the big moments. And, um, yeah, that was what got Rowan out of there. And they were able to, you know, pick up the victory on uh, Harper with a spear into the running knee. Good stuff. Good teamwork. It says the history. Uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan are 5-0 in tag team matches where they actually are working together. Not a team, but they do work together well as a unit. So that's fine. Um, good match. They hugged it out at the end because of the misunderstanding. And was it a summertime long 
storyline. And now we're finally uh, closing it out in October. I think it was good for all the superstars attached, depending on, uh, with this case, how Rowan and Harper are actually utilized. I think that they'll be uh, a dominant tag team to add to the tag team division. But it can't be like, you know, it, it can't be all wins, but it definitely can't be all losses. But that is a major point that I think I want to make with the WWE Universe also that you know, has so much to complain about, you know, but some have nothing potentially to add of substance. Uh, oh, there's momentum. Oh, there's momentum. Oh, like, do you expect a complete winning streak to a title run and call that the push? Like, that's so rare that it happens, but you don't necessarily need to have, like, a 10 win win streak like the wwe universe who see two wins in a row and say oh now this person deserves a title shot it doesn't necessarily work like that because there's a lot more that goes into being champion than just being in the ring small opinions just toss that out there take it how you feel if you don't like it well i understand but this is my take on the product that has still been going for this long. Either way, um, yeah, so we thought that Daniel Bryan might have been working with Roman Reigns, and I mean, not Roman Reigns, right? Might have been working with Harper all along, but it was very clear that once that match went for a little while, you could tell that nobody was going to be turning on uh, anybody. And these guys had legitimate gripe with each other inside a storyline. So it was good, you know. It was good for DB to, you know, walk away from Roman with the, you know, respect still on the table and them not having to go into a rivalry together because I think both of them are better suited working with more superstars. I think Roman right now is in a very, very good space uh, with the WWE Universe. All of the boos have subsided. I think this is exactly what everyone was looking for when it comes to, you know, just having, uh, you know, Roman get over organically. Like, yeah, we they made us care about him in a way with some forms of the sympathy with, oh, who's attacking Roman Reigns? But at the end of the day, it, again, this is this is. It was fun stuff. It was good to see him in his moments where he was really shining, like with Buddy Murphy and such like that. And then ultimately picking up the victories like this. It's like, well, you know, there was a time where we felt like Roman wasn't even going to be alive. So how about, <laughs> how about, yay, cheer Roman. And he beat leukemia. Yeah. So, hey, this is, everyone grows. Everyone reaches the, the, the points of, you were the high points with the WWE Universe differently. And if this is how Roman got there, we just going to keep on going with it. Not bad stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, good, good, good moments, good spots, and good matches. Okay, Randy Orton versus Ali in a random one-on-one match just because Randy wanted to, uh, according to the storyline, just remind... Uh, Ali, you know, who's the vet around here? Who's the who, who's the man? You know, 13-time, you know, world champion. And Randy Orton, you know, the, the Viper, the Apex Predator. He's, he's Randy, goddammit. And he's, you know, one of the sick individuals inside of the ring that, you know, not too many acts can follow. One of the smoothest workers that we've seen in a while. You know, and it's good good stuff to, you know, I guess go and challenge the young upstart as far as the well, the main roster goes. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, it was good stuff from Randy to, you know, challenge him and then pick up the victory. Handstand reversal of the RKO. Innovative. Good stuff from Ali. Made people believe. Ali kept going to the well. Excuse me, trying to hit a 450. And also, uh, what was it doing that little front flip tumble roll into the X Factor thing? Like, all right, that led to the RKO. Randy got tired of it, but Ali definitely took him, you know, to a certain point. 
where Randy had to give him respect by the end of the match. You call it what you want, but that's what it is. So Ali, in my opinion, does remain, uh, you know, uh, in, in, re fairly re revered in the WWE Universe as he continues to work his way up the uh, ladder to the championship. Okay, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Sane take on the women's tag team champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the women's tag team championships. Um, I wasn't upset to see Asuka and Kyrie in there. Might have been a little random, but I did say I'd have my eye on Kyrie just to, you know, see what she's capable of in ring. Apparently, Alexa and Nikki Cross are baby faces and this means that Asuka and Kyrie were going in there as heels. Now, Asuka's a little more accustomed to being, you know, in ring, we assume. Asuka-chan is no joke. She's still, in my opinion, one of the most feared uh, female superstars in WWE. It's not up to us how, you know, she gets booked, but it was great to see her being that aggressive again. Now, I'm going to call it now. I want to see Oscar versus Io Shirai. I'm just calling it. Io Shirai looks extremely vicious. All of her moves look vicious, and she's a vicious superstar. That's really all I could call it because that was what you know was being translated. Kyrie Sane is, uh, you know, I know she got skills. It it it, it looks like there's something there with Kyrie, but Oscar is no question. You know, we all know Asuka is, you know, the Empress of Tomorrow. She's, but get this, Asuka was women's champ, and then what happened? You see what I mean from what I was saying earlier? So now, do we want to see Asuka booked strongly? Of course we do. It's just being able to now translate, you know, what she's saying and promote the matches. I personally would say that... If Asuka and Kyrie got a Sami Zayn type, you know, mouthpiece, you know, and I don't want to say not Paige, but I'm saying Paige was okay, but it was just a little bit of the sore thumb thing. Like, you know, what does Paige have to do with the Kabuki Warriors? It doesn't even, you know, I don't want to say it doesn't make sense, but, you know, like Paige could spot talent, but it was like Paige was really just out there, you know, when they were out there so it just wasn't meshing with the crowd it seemed uh Asuka doing her angry Japanese talk and I mean maybe giving Kyrie a little more edge that's a potential story I don't know but we'll see how the women's tag team championships are handled after this maybe they'll get canceled with the upcoming draft and such maybe they'll go vacant I don't know we'll we'll just have to see it would be unfortunate that the women's tag team champions or championships uh, didn't last a year, but it, you know, time will tell. But all in all, Asuka and Kyrie pick up the victory. Asuka with the green mist. What? And shouts to Bliss for being in there and, you know, being the superstar that was putting in the work. And in the little flip to the outside from the apron, you know, it was... It was good stuff. You could tell the landing was kind of hard on the biscuit, but it all looked good. And again, Oscar with this green miss. Man, shades of Tajiri, shades of all the superstars that used it before him. And man, I just was, it was a good surprise to, you know, see that, that come out. You know, it's a great tactic. It was a heel tactic in a way. And I mean, you never know when you know, you never know when that's going to happen. So it was good stuff uh, from Oscar and Kyrie. We hope that they can get some, uh, you know, some more wins after this. I mean, we saw Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross beat all of the superstars in the women's tag team division somewhat. So now to see Oscar and Kyrie go ahead and do the thing with them, there could be some magic, uh, you know, hidden somewhere in one of these tag team matches we will see can't forget that the women's tag team championships can be defended across all brands i mean i don't know what that means with the draft coming up and i mean nxt is right next door so hey <laughs> you know like 
maybe just go over there. There's a USA product and, you know, just give them, I don't want to say have them go all the way back down there, but give them a shot to head back down, we'll head back over there and, you know, just, you know, have a quick match for the championships just to, you know, show what they're really capable of. They might draw new eyes to the product or put more eyes on, you know, Raw SmackDown, depending on wherever uh, Oscar and Kyrie end up going. But we will see. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, we're going to find out how uh, these these two and their story continues to develop. But uh, all in all, I thought it was a pretty okay match. wasn't upset about it. Uh, it was great to see the green miss from Oscar and... Uh, it was a, a highly entertaining matchup from both, but Oscar was in there fighting, boy. It looked great. It was excellent. All right. Strowman and the Viking Raiders take on AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, the OC. Uh, you know, good match. We're just going to, like, the, the OC have taken losses to the Viking Raiders for uh, some weeks now. What is this, like, three in a row? don't really know how to feel about it so i'm not gonna feel any way about it um maybe this is a well i thought initially this was a way to get uh braun Strowman the united states championship picture you know because he's been you know what has he's been looking strong recently but it's like to keep him you know strong and have the wwe universe remember you know but it's not really the way it, they decided to go with it because, well, I didn't forget about it, but it wasn't really, you know, like, I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't care about it, but the whole Tyson Fury thing, like, it, it, oh, so y'all are serious about this whole uh, adding other sports to the sports entertainment thing. Well, combat sports can be entertaining, so let's see the sports entertainment uh, format of the combat sports. This is what we're getting with Kane and Brock, and this is what we're clearly getting with Tyson and what we're going to get with Tyson and Ron Strowman. We'll just have to see how it develops. I think it's going to be cool, you know, I, just to see that happen again. We had Floyd do it, but now we have, like, an actual heavyweight and a proven champion in Tyson Fury, you know, uh, coming through to take on, you know, the monster among men. So who's going to get these hands? Look, we seen Braun could take a punch from Brock a long time ago, but how many can he take from the lineal heavyweight champion of the world in Tyson Fury. We'll find out. But, yeah, I think that was really all it was. Shouts to AJ and the OC for, you know, selling and aiding in the sell of that hilarious uh, punch to the face. You know, got Big Show-esqueness on it. But, you know, AJ was literally just woozy and falling over and such like that from the ring all the way to the top of the ramp is good stuff i thought it was uh pretty funny you know it went to the top of the ramp said no i got this i got this <laughs> raised his belt up and then fell back so you know just the it, we always enjoy the small comical uh moments in the show i you know it's just good for you know the crowd and what like literally in the building and such like that so yeah, it, it was fun so, yeah, now we'll see because WWE is offering Tyson Fury an open microphone on Monday Night Raw to, I guess, say how it feels. We know where this is going, folks. <laughs> so we'll just see how that goes. Chad Gable takes on uh, King Corbin next. And with, uh, I almost called him Baron Corbin, but, you know, I'm not trying to get beheaded. Um... And with all of these name changes that are running around, we've got King Corbin uh, redubbing Chad Gable, Shorty Gable. Now, outside of storyline, actual WWE stuff, there was a trademark taken out a couple months ago on name Shorty G. Oh, gosh. I am not a fan of this. I'm a fan of maybe hilarious trolling and I think I'm just starting to realize that call me slow you got them really trying to nail this point home that they're going to be calling Chad Gable Shorty Gable from now on the only thing I ask and I know that this is not, my request will not be fulfilled like access denied but I request 
that Chad Gable is still called Chad Gable on his opening, on his graphic when he's coming out saying his name. Please call him Chad Gable. Don't take me laughing as no, no, goddammit, now we're definitely going to call it Jody Gable on the graphic. It's, I don't know, maybe make it a smaller font too while you're at it, Evans. But anyway, um, it, it's, it, it was a great match. Gable, Corbin, three. They went at it. They, they had a good match. It was, you know, it was enough build on the shows. Some people called it the glorified Raw match. A lot of it was a glorified Raw show. I'm neither here nor there on all of it. I'm just going with it because, you know, I paid for my subscription. And I look at a lot of the in-ring entertainment as something. Now, if there was just in-ring BS happening... I'd be mad. And there's plenty of it happening, but also I realize that I'm a little bit more lenient with the product because I know or I have a, a good sense of when uh, Vince is trolling the crowd. And uh, Mr. McMahon, respectfully, with the other guys running around, I think that a majority of fans, or at least the majority of the uh non-casuals maybe the hardcores want to make their voices heard i think that's obvious so they'll go out of their way to try and you know head over to the other side for a little while now if they're to head to the other side for a little while what's that gonna do for the bottom line you know i mean everything is fine clearly but at the same exact time we don't want these guys just getting a reason to go over there. I mean, large picture, everybody wants to go and get disappointed, huh? So you just going to go from from here to there, and we'll, we'll see you later, right? But we don't want to go through any of that. So, you know, that's just maybe something to look at moving forward. Respectfully, I don't... You know, not not like these guys really insane. Oh, it was horrible and you need to do better. And what do you think you're doing? You're messing up the product. Like, look. But, you know, we don't really. I mean, if it's going to be a war, you know, and nobody wants to just be outward with his subtleties with everybody sending their jabs with, you know, certain advertisements and, you know, certain timings of you know, events on top of other events. Like, if we're going to keep this subtle, then let's not gauge the crowd to do and chance, you know, these these slurs <laughs> at the events. Whatever, though. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Strowman, Tyson, Fury, good stuff. Corbin and Gable. Corbin and Gable, uh, they had their match, you know? I'm not, I wasn't upset at the outcome. Gable picked up the victory backstage with the lovely Caleb Braxton. He, uh, you know, looked eye to eye and had a couple of, you know, short retorts. And I would say he was one, well, he was one, two for three out of that because on the way where he said, well, now I'm walking away. Well, I'm just just going away from this walking tall or something like that good stuff at least he didn't say oh now it seems barrett came up a little short good good i'll take that so uh good stuff to gable if the if y'all gonna call him shorty i'm just gonna call him gable damn that ready willing and gable something like that i'm not gonna call that man shorty i'm not jumping on the wave everyone else <laughs> you know they'll feel their way about it but let's see how popular this can be just as uh, the STD thing was uh, apparent, well, according to some folks, uh, a large toss in, it's a three-point shot in the dark. But no, I actually think without the help of any more WWE superstars, that STD thing is definitely going to be something that catches on with Baron Corbin because of the great amount of heat he's been able to generate throughout uh, what almost this past year because crown jewel is coming up halloween folks 1 p.m eastern go and watch why not well why would you 
Well, I'll tell you why. Because that's going to be me doing this for a whole year. Go back and check the records. I'm like, oh, wow. I did my first one with Crown Jewel. Thank goodness we've somewhat broken out of the show. We might uh, have to go ahead and evolve over to some of the other platforms in coming time. But we'll see how that goes. Hopefully you guys come with me as we go on somewhat of this internet journey together. But that was that. Get the WWE Network if you ain't subscribed yet. Um, next up, we get the match I was waiting for. Just because I was like, okay, that match and is going to lead into the main event. And I'm just looking forward to what was promoted. The other matches that we didn't know anything about. You know, we're there. Happy they were there, but let's get to the good stuff. So, woo! Ten time. Congratulations, Winky. Charlotte Flair picks up the victory over Bailey. Very game Bailey, I guess we'll call it. You know, and uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, something feels more right with the world with Charlotte. Walking away with that title. Are y'all mad? Are y'all mad at that? Get over it. Because Shavazad, yet again, proves exactly why she is the standard bearer of the women's division, along with Becky Lynch. But I mean, there's Raw and then there's SmackDown. So Charlotte is a champion, women's champion of the A show. I, we, we don't already told y'all that. But either way, uh, good stuff to Charlotte and Bailey. Uh, Bailey was no slouch in the match, had a lot of her heel moments, just uh, comedy, you know, watching Bailey do heel things. But um, ultimately, Charlotte won with the figure eight. Very good stuff. Uh, you know, we, we didn't expect anything different. Bailey was upset that uh, she wasn't getting all of the adulation and attention and reverence that Becky Lynch was getting as the Raw Women's Champion. All of the events, all of the the media promotion and such like that, you know, Bailey was a little jealous. I think that might have gotten the best of her and she lost focus on being a great champion. She wanted to put the division on the map and she didn't because she's still focused on being a goddamn role model. So she had a little tantrum. Why does this always happen to me? And all of that stuff. And you know, it, it, all right, up front, it did great for Bailey's sympathy for the casual fan. You know, if you're just getting into watching and you're paying attention and you kind of like Bailey, fine. So that was, that was like, oh man, poor Bailey, you know, just can't catch a break. But at the end of the day, it was those goddamn Bailey buddies. The happy ass shits colorful and the, and the music is just not it's not befitting of a champion it's it, it can work for a little while god damn it but that edge needs to always be known people need to be aware of just how crazy it can really get and that's what we need from Bailey that's what we've been needing from Bailey we saw a little bit of it. We saw glimmers of it with the chair shots and the Sasha influence and such like that. But we need that from Bailey. We need to let the head down, you know? You know? She took the headband off for a split second. I was thinking, uh-oh, we might get, Bailey might, she might pull the rest off and her hair go blue, but, but no. She had a moment, think she definitely had something to think about. She's probably been thinking about it all night. And uh, we will see how she's continued to, you know, be positioned uh, as far as the program goes. Where will she be drafted to, Raw or SmackDown? Will she stay on SmackDown with Charlotte Flair? Will she go to Raw with Becky Lynch? We're going to find out at the draft this Friday on SmackDown Live. Woo! From Vegas, baby. Oh, man, that's exciting. Take a chance on some amazing shit. And... That is exactly what WWE tried to do in the main event. The Fiend Seth Rollins challenging the Fiend Seth Rollins. The Fiend Bray Wyatt challenging Universal Champion Seth Rollins uh, inside Hell in a Cell. Now, uh, maybe I'm different. 
maybe my eyes are different. You know, we be in the shadows. So it's like, you know, I'm used to my own light to provide, you know, visibility for things. But, um, yeah, the red light, I mean, I personally loved that shit. People are upset about the red light. And, I mean, it gives Bray Wyatt, you know what, let's say this, let's say this. Maybe for the fans in attendance, because they were so burnt out from all of the exciting matches that they did know were going to happen, and in the matches they kind of just had to try to get behind and keep the flow of the show going, they were burnt out by the main event. And then they were straining their eyes to see what was going on with Seth and Bray. And, you know, Bray is already wearing, like, some red in his outfit, so it's easier to see, you know, Seth in a packed house like that. But still, it's like... You know, you're squinting extra hard. Myself, I thought it was fun. Shouts to every single camera ninja in the building. They were going hard. They were, going, they were doing their thing. Bray had moments where he was scaring the camera ninjas and scaring the referee with just some of the crawls and some of the aggression. Keep that. Keep that going, Bray. Good shit, bro. Um, Fiend taking a lot of hits. Fiend got his ass kicked. But Fiend was getting up like that shit wasn't hurting him at all. Part of my PG in these past couple of moments. But if we're looking at Bray like he's supposed to be super strong, then it worked. If we're looking at him like, okay, he's laid out for a really long time and he just took like 20 stops. You know, I think the red light, for me personally, just my experience with the match when I'm not trying to complain about it because I don't care to. uh, It really made... Let's say this. It engaged the storytelling part of the mind, in my opinion. I think that we were more interested in seeing how Seth was going to survive The Fiend, which is the story I believe they were trying to tell, as opposed to, like, you know, the regular in-ring, how we, how is this going to all play out, you know? Like, it was good stuff as far as just a different concept added to the match. Like, you're looking at the match now and you're looking at how Seth, who has been on the loser's side of, you know, their interactions these past, what, four Raws? The entire build to the show, the Phoenix walked out dominant, walked out with momentum. So, you know, it was it was good to see, uh, you know, just that element added. It might have been a little bit too much. You know, and I'm I liked it. I'm saying I liked it. If you're mad at me for liking it, okay, I get it. Go ahead and listen to the other guys complain about it because that's really what you want. Either way, uh I thought it was I thought it was okay. Maybe it could be done a little different. It does keep a level of mystique to this fiend character. And um Yeah, it's the, those weapon shots with uh Seth don't, first of all, headshot with the steel chair, whoa, when the last time you seen it, it's not even allowed anymore, here goes Seth breaking the rules again, we thought the stomp was done, I mean, you know, if we're just joking around briefly, shit, after all of that, the stomp might be done, Seth might need to pick up another finishing maneuver after that, because that was, that was overkill, but whatever, um, but we did. We thought the stomp was done, and it was all kinds of legal litigation and stuff like that surrounding it. So it's like, oh, well, maybe the stomp might be done. We'll just uh, have to wait and see, right? Whatever. But uh, we and we were seeing them use the pedigree and what was it, the rip cord and knee and all of that stuff. So it's like, all right, you know, like stomp comes back, everybody goes crazy. Headshot with the chip, everybody went crazy for a split second. Like, whoa, we thought those were banned. And here goes the Kingslayer, the Beast Slayer. You know, she call him the, the, the Monster Slayer. And now the Fiend Slayer, kinda, kinda. And we're getting into that right now. Uh, you know, pick up the victory over the Fiend Bray Wyatt by, well, actually, Bray Wyatt won that by disqualification. Uh, it's hell in a cell, but 
Watch Along, Queen Catherine, Kathy Kelly, uh, WWE Digital, uh, NXT announcer. Shouts to Queen Kathy. Um, she actually called it out and made it. She, she added to that sports element that WWE definitely promotes within the product in saying, look, the official's decision is, you know, like if he says the match can't continue, then the match can't continue. Floyd Mayweather beat up Conor McGregor. He was going to destroy Conor McGregor, but then the referee, I believe his name is Robert Bird. Shouts to Robert Bird. Moro, tell Robert Bird I said, hey. Either way, uh, Robert Bird stopped the fight. There are plenty of times when the referee stops the fight in all sorts of formats of sports or stops the match, stops the game for a little while. Penalty flag on the play. Hold on. So uh, the referee seeing, I mean, it was a little crazy. I'm not going to front. It was like we've been all conditioned to believe that there are no rules inside of Hell in a Cell. So, yeah, but the official was in there for a reason. This is how the story was going to get told. This is how the story was going to get told. Bray Wyatt could no longer fight because of just how much was going on. Referee tried to stop Seth. Oh, think about what you're doing. You could actually really mess this man up. You can hurt him really bad. Do you want to be champion like this? Boy, if you don't move out of my way, Seth destroyed. It took the what was it? The sledgehammer. He had to. He put the ladder on top, the chair on top. He threw the threw, well, threw the chair in between the ladder. Just being creative to figure it out. And uh, yeah, took the toolbox, slammed it. I mean, Bray Wyatt had one of those giant mallets. I think it was the mallet he was using to uh, kill Kenny or what's his name, uh, Rambling Rabbit, something like that. Uh, each time, so it was nice to see that added in the Dio Madden throwing in the weight of the mallet, just how it sounds. He's coming along, folks. He's coming along. Good opportunity for everyone on commentary, you know, especially Dio and Vic Joseph. The King was fun. The King is actually uh, he's doing better than I expected. I knew he was gonna go in there and do the thing, but he's really on his game still. Like, what do you expect from a man that owns a restaurant, right? whatever however he's doing it but shouts to you king you doing you're doing it up man i, I appreciate your commentary at times like not other, other times not that i don't but you know you you, you the man God. now um yeah bray wyatt had a little mallet but that ain't work i mean they had a moment where definitely did catch seth in the midsection but steph hit a stuff seth hit a stomp on that and that was pretty cool getting added to the element of the weight of that mallet whatever good stuff but the ladder shot with the toolbox with the chair in between and then the sledgehammer with the referee trying to gauge Seth's rope a moral compass like oh goodness please sir let these men fight but we didn't know that the ref was gonna just call the match you know after that one like what I mean, Bray Wyatt wasn't moving. Headshots are banned. So technically, it does make some sense if we're trying to make sense of it from an advocacy standpoint. But the ref ain't need to stop that, man. This is a fight to the death. Close enough. Something to it. We got Roman Reigns almost getting murked. You going you, you, you going to feel the wave off the fiend? All right, man. Fiend's entrance was great. Some are saying it wasn't as good as the SummerSlam entrance. I say sit down. I thought it was really cool because it's like, how will this even translate to an entrance and getting in the ring? And it totally worked. It really felt like he was a WWE superstar. That's, you know, the the more mysterious type, like uh, the of the mysterious variety. But I did enjoy uh, his entrance. He looked great. Um, so now. Bray is uh, knocked out with all of these uh, all of these shots to the head, with all of these hard ass items, and the referee calls the match. Seth on Raw, you ran, you ran to the top of the Titan Tron, or the top of the ramp, and you was, you you looking down at the ring, and here go the Fiend attacking from behind. Seth, you the, the bell rang. You're still champion. You know champions advantage. Why are you still in there? You was, ah, 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 
each week. Ah! <laughs> and 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 now you're just gonna sit there in the ring, like, boy, are you okay? <laughs> like, yo, Seth, if you don't take your title and go celebrate with your woman, man, <laughs> that was nice. But really, but no, now the fiend gets up, rendering the referee's little call pointless. And now what? Bray is all attacking Seth. Got the upper hand on him. Show goes off the air with a bunch of mandible claws and the fiend standing tall. A lot of blood. I mean, shouts to the blood pack. We're not even going to BS it. Come on, son. Come on, son. I mean, it was it was good. It was a little cute element. It was... It was funny because it's like, okay, there's no real way for us to spot this one. Throw back to Triple H and Roman, where they you could clearly see Byron pass from the blood pack. All right, and and again, we're off this. Like it's not, you know, we're not coming down on that. That's fine. It's uh, it was all in the dark. You know, it was it was a little lower lower tint to the match. So it was like, all right. And then when it happened, it's like, oh shit! He's like a bleeder. So I thought that was fun. It was it was good. I wasn't upset about it. It was uh, it, it was it was what it was going off of the air. So uh, Seth Rollins still Universal Champion. Bray Wy- Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, still a fairly dominant character, the more mysterious character in WWE. Uh, Hell in the Cell 2019. I'm not giving it a score. I'm not giving it a rating. I will not say if it was good, bad, nor ugly. I'm not gonna find everything that was wrong with it. I don't even really care to uh, promote any other podcasters and their select platforms because I'm not one that's going to complain about the product in general. I'm not saying that all of these guys were complaining about it, but we do see the overwhelming reception. We even heard it closing out the show. I think we covered most of it. You know, the fans pay their good money for this. Let's have them continue. Because everyone wants to, you know, check for an alternative if there is one. And what's best for business, large picture, maybe letting them go and get their feelings hurt. But are we really about to take that chance? I don't know. Only chances need to be taken is who's going to be selected in the draft this Friday, SmackDown or Fox. So, shouts to me, because I bring you the podcast each week. Shouts to WWE for giving me something to talk about with y'all cats who care to listen and learn something. And, um, yeah, tonight is Raw. Natty and Lacey Evans going at it, what, the fifth time? I don't even know. Practice makes perfect, baby. So keep on practicing. Do be responsible with your powers, everybody. I will catch you guys tomorrow for the Monday Night Raw recap and review. Peace.